Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Coming up on NBA Today, the Ja Morantless Grizzlies, they held home court. But what Dylan Brooks said about LeBron postgame, that is what you need to hear. And in a pivotal game three, the Warriors, they will have to find a way without Draymond Green. Don't worry, our crew has some tape on who needs to step up for the dubs. Plus, I mean, the duel in Denver, it was awesome. Jamal Murray, Ant-Man, my goodness. Can we expect a similar battle tonight between KD and Kawhi? All that and more. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Kendrick Perkins back in the house. Chanae Agumake, Zach Lowe. I'm Malika Andrews. Brian Windhorst will be with us shortly. But we need to start with what John Morantless Grizzlies were able to do last night in Memphis because Dylan Brooks and company, they stuck it to LeBron James. So we're going to pick this one up. LeBron getting ready. Put a little magic on it. But when Dylan Brooks is moving like this, <laughs> you had to know what was to come, Janae. Yeah, you know the phrase, I think it's from the wire, come at the king, you best not miss. Well, Ooh. the Grizzlies did not miss in this one. But look at that. He took a personal all the way to the paint. The per- first points on the board for the Grizzlies, they were an exclamation mark. Get this. The Lakers had 19 in the first quarter. The Grizzlies had 20 points in the paint in the first. Oh, yeah, that was it. It was all about be aggressive. Be aggressive. And what I really... Oh, we got the clown yeah, we got the clown in the Stompton studio. We got you. Yeah, but obviously Tillman had himself a night as well. But this matchup right here is what everyone's talking about. LeBron James versus Dylan Brooks. And we should have known Kendrick Perkins because before the series, Dylan Brooks said that this is who he wanted. So LeBron goes at Dylan there, chatting as grown men do. Yeah, I mean, this is part of the game. I actually love him. Hey, we don't see... Look, Coach Phil Hand. <laughs> Like, don't do that. Everybody <laughs> wants to smell each other cologne. That's it, Uncle Phil right there. Once again, Dylan Brooks for three. That one's good. Zach, why are you laughing? <laughs> There's a lot of banter going on. There's just a lot of banter. <laughs> that's how, that's how Perk and I walk out of our show every day talking to each other. So LeBron says, hey, draw this up. This is what we're going to do, coach. This is what we're going to do. And Darvin Ham says, bet. Cool. I got you. And this is what it yielded. Inbound play here. Rui Hachimura looking for Love LeBron it. James. Hold him high. That's just beautiful basketball right there. Close game all the way through, but the Grizzlies kept coming, led by Dylan Brooks and Xavier Tillman. He's going to have to hit that for they're this series him. to be consistent. They're, give, yep. they're giving it to him. Yep. And he's making, when he makes that face, that's when you know. <laughs> but it's what he said after the game about LeBron James that has everybody talking. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't that? care. He's old. You know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. You know, he's not at the same level as he was when he was on Cleveland, when he went championships, Miami. You know, I wish I got to, I got to see that. You know what I mean? It would have been a harder, harder task. I got him today. 
you got a guy I'm talking to me. So we'll see in the game three if he keeps talking, and I'm all there for it. Okay, so here's the deal though. Dylan Brooks, he was a thorn in the Lakers side in game two, right? Especially when he was the final defender on LeBron. This is according to ESPN tracking. Brooks was the final defender on James for 23 plays in game two. And the Lakers shot four of 17 on those possessions. And then against Brooks, LeBron was three for six and his teammates were one of 11 with four turnovers. But, but Dylan Brooks was saying, okay, I'm going to poke the bear. I'm yeah. going to poke the bear. You've played against LeBron, what, in three different playoff series? Kendrick, what do you make of this? Well, first of all, <laughs> I love it, right? But he didn't He didn't poke the bear, okay? He didn't poke the bear. He didn't poke the bear at all. This is a picture right here. He pulled honey on him. That's what Dylan Brooks did. What's he pulled honey he pulled, he pulled honey on himself because that bear's coming. That bear's LeBron James. And look, I don't even like holding that picture, but here's the thing, right? Yeah, I, I understand do it. <laughs> this big Memphis, and I get that. But LeBron James from Akron, Ohio, okay? LeBron James is from the mud. LeBron James got pride. And he better believe he didn't poke the bear. He pulled honey on himself. The bear's coming. Saturday, LeBron James is on his way. I've been watching a LeBron James in these past two games that has been settling for jump shots. A total of 16 uh, three-point shot attempts. Um, and he only got to the line eight times in two games. I'm talking about Braun. That's going to change on Saturday. Dylan Brooks better be ready. I appreciate him going there. I appreciate the competitive nature. But that's not the bear you want to poke. He didn't poke the bear. He pulled honey on himself. I agree. And all this poke the bear conversation reminds me of what is it, the mystical line? If you ever see me in the forest with a grizzly bear, help the bear. That's exactly. I'll pull honey on me. That's the mentality that Dylan Brooks has. <laughs> I'm going to poke the bear, but you're going to have to help the bear because I'm coming with that energy. Now, sometimes it's the best thing for him, and then sometimes it can be the worst thing for him. The reality is that the Lakers, they did not help themselves. LeBron James obviously finished, I think, leading scorer with 28 points or so. But the reality is, is that, hey, they have to make shots. Yeah. Because if they make shots, that takes the pressure off of LeBron James having to respond to those moments. Now, every hooper, when challenged like that, sort of wants to take things personal. But LeBron James is one of the smartest, if not the smartest player right now in basketball, in the NBA, because he's not going to take the bait. He knows that AD is the reason why they have to win this this series, mm -hmm. and he's their hope. So if he goes out there and, you know, responds to being poked in a way that obviously, like, we're going to see him be aggressive, I absolutely think so, next game, he's going to also make sure that AD eats because AD is the one that has to carry them through. So I don't think he's going to take the bait in the way that Dylan Brooks wants. I think AD is going to have to take it personal, like he said, post-game and say, I have to play better. But this is entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end the nature show bear talk portion <laughs> of NBA today. No mystical. And as much I, I look, I enjoyed the Dylan Brooks experience. Love the full court defense. Love the ball denial. Appreciate the commitment to wearing sunglasses indoors at all time. <laughs> love all of it. I want to talk about Xavier Tillman. I don't want to talk yeah. about Dylan Brooks anymore. Xavier Tillman won the Memphis Grizzlies game two. If you had told me without John Moran, Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, and Triple J would shoot 15 of 41 from the field and they would win the game, right. I would ask, how was that possible? How it was possible was this dude who's just an innings eater, does yeoman's work, rugged big man, comes out 22 and 13, made a three, made jump shots, scored in the post, scored when the Lakers decided we're blitzing Desmond Bain and going to make someone else beat us. Xavier Tillman beat him, played great defense, guarded LeBron some, guarded AD some. Yeah. Give Xavier Tillman some flowers, as Perk would say today. He won 
the Grizzlies that game. He was their most important Grizzly on the floor. Well, he certainly The won. most important Grizzly bear on the floor. Oh, now we're back to the <laughs> we're nature. Back to we're back to the nature channel. That was bull. Well, I mean, clearly he won his individual matchup, right, with Anthony Davis. Davis, despite having five blocks, four of 14 from the field here as we welcome in our Brian Windhorse. Brian, what was it that you were thinking regarding the comments on Brooke? We're either going nature channel here or Anthony Davis. Up to you. I think uh, the University of Oregon should award Dylan Brooks uh, an honorary degree for playing everybody the way he has. He led this show. This is the signature show on the NBA that sets the agenda every single day, and Dylan Brooks captured it because it's what he wants to do. Dylan Brooks, who scored 12 points in this game, is the talk of the NBA today. And, Chanae, you are exactly right. My view, I'm not in Dylan Brooks' head, but my view, that's a trap. Mm. Yesterday was one of the Lakers' worst offensive performances of the season. LeBron took nine more shots than AD. Now, part of that was the scheme that the Grizzlies put out there, doubling him. But part of it was AD being passive. That's what the Grizzlies want. The Grizzlies want LeBron coming out trying to score 40. In game one, AD took more shots than LeBron. Outcome and the offensive output was vastly different. The, you know, this is not, you know, Dylan Brooks is right. This is not 2013 LeBron. This is not 2018 LeBron. He is not going to be their lead offensive force. He obviously can do it. It's got to be AD. The game plan for the Grizzlies is more LeBron, less AD. That is what the Grizzlies want. And I know LeBron knows that. And Dylan Brooks knows it too. And he's left the bait out there on the hook. And we're going to see if the Lakers are going to take it. I, I, I'm confused. I'm lost. I Didn't mean, Kevin Hart uh, tell you to be less, less confused? Yeah, it but I can't help it because I know we, he's not LeBron of 10 or 15 years ago. The man still averaged 29, 8, and 7 this season. Like, that's still a, a, a elite LeBron James that you don't want to mess with. I mean, this guy still has shown us time and time again that he's capable of taking over a game at any given time. I mean, sure, but when Anthony Davis is then one of nine uncontested shots and all nine of those shots were within 10 feet of the basket, that's what you can't have. You can't have both Anthony oh, Davis right. and LeBron James. And, and there are some inconsistencies because I don't think the Lakers were prepared for them to really leave Anthony Davis in single coverage, right? Because the first game, we saw doubles out of the wazoo, you yeah. know what I mean? And then game two, all right, AD had an off night, so they didn't have to send that extra double. They felt more comfortable on defense. But more importantly, I just want to go back to Wendy's point because basically Basically what he said is Dylan Brooks is providing a bear trap, right? It's a bear trap. You know what I'm saying? It's a bear trap. That's it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Still to come on NBA Today, we are moving on from the Grizzlies and we're going to the Wolves because Jamal Murray, Anthony Edwards, they had a duel for the ages last night in Denver. Big perk. He has a lot to say on Murray's spite. What? 40-piece nuggets? Is it, is it a yeah. double? Or animals. No, Let's wait. do a wolf segment. Oh, Let's there do, we go. What are some wolf segments well, we can talk Dylan about? Bryce, wolf, we're not done oh. talking about the Grizzlies. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> but here's the deal. I want to know who you think has been the biggest LeBron stigator. What do we call it? The LeBron antagonist, LeBron bobber, whatever it is that LeBron you want to call it. Yeah, because what's what's the growl perk? Is it NBA Today or is it the Nature Channel? Get your phones out. Tell us. Scan the QR code. Let us know who you think it is, and we will reveal the votes later on in the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Zach's wolf. Insane. It's crazy. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup. 
blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. All right, what a duel we had last night in Denver. I texted Zach and I said, oh, well, I expect this one to be over soon. I was absolutely wrong. This was such a fun game because both Anthony Edwards and Jamal Murray showed up and showed out. It was a great game. It was a really fun game. And Ant, it was nice to see peak Ant back because Ant's been a little shaky lately. And this was Anthony Edwards almost single-handedly bringing back and like, yeah, I'll walk up and shoot a three. Boom. Yeah. Down to five. It was they 21 were down, or something. Right. They were down 21 at one point, clawing their way back. <laughs> Animal puns continue as Anthony Edwards gets all the way to the rim. And then here, watch this. Off of the read. The pirouettes. Can you say that, Perk? Pirouette. <laughs> Close I guess Rudy Gobar. He likes to say Gobert. Final seconds Gobert. of the third. Anthony Gobert. Edwards off balance. Oh, man, in the building. Just Gets it to go. Late. And that's why you love series, because it gives people opportunity to find their rhythm and find their groove. Minnesota had a slim lead heading into the fourth. Anthony Edwards oh, once again. That was Lock physical. Work, footwork. That's Thank a Kobe you. shot. That's that a was. Gorgeous it shot. is. That was. But Jamal Murray every time had an answer. It was good to see Jamal back in full Jamal form. I mean, if they get this from him more than half of the times, this Nuggets team quietly can make themselves to the Western Finals. Well, they're going to have to. I mean, the, the expectation is there yeah. after this season. They're the number one seed. We've already established everyone is sleeping on them. It's just sort of at the end of the day what it is. Denver wins this one as well. Let's hear from Jamal Murray after the game as the Nuggets take a 2-0 lead. It took a lot to get back to this point. Um, a lot of doubts, a lot of unknowns, a lot of fears, but uh, it was nice to see it through. And um, I knew I knew it was going to be up and down season for me. I knew I was going to have bad moments, sore moments, uh, rough moments. I knew I was going to have uh, my adrenaline going in the first couple of playoff games. The energy here is undeniable. So I, I kind of planned for it, but it was nice to settle down, like I said, and, and just play my game. 
So the playoffs, right? They're times where players, they make superstar leaps, and statistically, no one raises their game more than Jamal Murray. He averages nearly 25 a game in his postseason career. That's nearly eight points higher than his regular season average. That's the highest jump of any player in league history with at least 20 career playoff games, which is pretty impressive. And Big Perk, you're our resident word to yeah. So what is your word of the day here for Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets? Y'all ready, ready for this one? No. <laughs> Croissant, okay? And you know what that means? I, I went French, okay? I went French. And it means cooking because that's exactly what Jamal Murray was doing yesterday. He was cooking. You could have just said, you could have just no, gone with cooking. No, 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 croissant. I did it French because majority of those buckets that he uh, was getting was actually on Rudy Gobert. Yeah, the little French connection. Everybody say it with me, croissant. croissant. Can you croissant. use it in a sentence? Yeah, croissant. there you go. That, croissant. That's a sentence. Just I mean, I, I use cooking every day. I just said croissant. That's, yeah. a, that's that, a sentence. That's a sentence. That's so what did you sentence. see from Jamal Murray yeah. and Anthony Edwards last night, Zach? Uh, Jamal Murray, I saw, I saw Perk is right. They cooked Rudy Gobert in drop coverage over and over again. They croissanted Rudy Gobert <laughs> in drop coverage. Look, the, the Nuggets had a very clear plan. The, the Wolves started with Cat on Jokic, and when that when they went to that alignment, Jokic went to the post and did his facilitating thing, and as soon as they swapped Rudy Gobert on him, they said, all right, it's pick and roll time. You're going to drop back, and we're going to attack you every different way. You give Jokic pick and pop threes, he'll make enough of those. You close out on him, he'll drive you, get to the rim, draw fouls. You switch, we can cook you in either directions, and they just didn't have a good answer for it. They ran 23 pick and rolls between them last night. That's the third most they've run in any game this season, and they scored a bonanza of points out of it. It was good game planning by the Nuggets, good adjustment. Well, according to Second Spectrum Tracking, Murray had 20 points when the Timberwolves used dropped coverage. This is the second time in his playoff career he scored at least 20 points off shots versus dropped coverage. Also worth mentioning here, the center for both teams Murray did this against was Gobert. So, Cousin, Cousin. Something like that. From one seat to one seat, though, let's get to who's putting in work presented to you by Upwork. Without Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Bucks they would tie a playoff record with 25. Yes, I said 25 made three-pointers in their 138-122 route over the Miami Heat. Seven different Bucks hit at least one three, led by Pat Connaughton, who had six. Joe Ingles had five. And the Bucks shot 51% from long range. Just an incredible performance, resilient performance from Milwaukee. Now the Bucks game two, what was hoping the Bucks were hoping for without Giannis Antetokounmpo, they put the heat down big early. The Bucks scored 138 points without Giannis. That is the most points in any game by a team without their leading score from the regular season in NBA postseason history. But what have we been saying? The Milwaukee Bucks are deep. Still to come on NBA Today, we need to talk about the dubs because they head into game three, not only down 0-2, but also without Draymond Green. So which warrior needs to step up for them to get on the board in this one. Plus, KD and Kawhi, they are set to square off tonight in Los Angeles. So we're going to dive into the keys of this pivotal Game 3. Plus, we have some predictions there. And is Dylan Brooks, is he going to regret calling LeBron James old? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Hell yeah, he is. where does he fit in a long list of LeBron instigators we discuss? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What did you think about the physicality of the game tonight? It was physical. That's what we expected. Monk puts it up. And Curry's got the board. Green gets tied up. Sabonis was holding on to Draymond's foot, which is wrong. Oh, my gosh. He's going to be ejected for this. I guess ankle grabbing is okay. That's not going for that. I gotta land my foot somewhere. I don't know what you're supposed to do in that situation. It's been a fun game, but it's escalated into something more. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Welcome back. So tonight, Golden State, they host the Kings in Game 3 without Draymond Green. Remember, he was suspended for Game 3 after stomping on DeMontis Sabonis' foot in the fourth quarter, or chest, rather, in the fourth quarter of Game 2. Now, Warriors general manager Bob Myers and head coach Steve Kerr, they reacted to the suspension for the first time yesterday. I was uh, extremely surprised, and then immediate, um, immediately into... All right, what's next? How do we win the game? Certainly he's crossed that line, but he's been punished for it. So the people that are wanting to see a punishment, he got one. Um, so, yeah, Draymond's not perfect, but I, don't, I haven't met anybody that's perfect. Draymond is incredibly competitive and passionate and fiery, and he's you know, helped us win four championships. I've said it many times, we, we don't have a single championship here without Draymond Green, and that's, that's the truth. So for more on how the Warriors are strategizing without Draymond Green, we welcome in our NBA reporter covering Golden State, Kendra Andrews. Kendra, how exactly are the Warriors looking to replace those very impactful minutes that Draymond Green plays? Yeah, Malika, that's a decision that the Warriors coaching staff has been pining over for more than the last 24 hours because, as you said, there's no one answer for how they're going to replace uh, Draymond's minutes. The natural place to look is to Jonathan Kaminga. He didn't have a great game two, but they did like the way he played in game one. Now, I'm told that Jonathan Kaminga would be a lock for replacing his minutes, except for the fact that he hasn't been great on the boards, and that is an area that has just killed the Warriors through the first two games, so they really need to emphasize there. The next place you look is Jamichael Green, a big body who came in after Draymond was ejected in game two. They like his physicality, the, the force that he plays with. The next place you look is someone who we haven't seen in the series yet, and that's uh, Anthony Lamb, who was converted from a two-way contract late in the season because, again, he gives the Warriors some size and some physicality that they need. I'm also told that you can expect to see Andrew Wiggins play a lot of the four, that uh, small mm. forward position, but nothing is 
completely decided yet. The coaching staff is going to be, you know, meeting all day today trying to figure that out. And then hopefully by game time, they have a bit of an idea of what they want to do. Right, because we just heard from Steve Kerr that they were surprised by this. So you can't imagine that they were already planning for Draymond Green to be missing this game. And not only is he so important to what the, to their starting lineup, but he's essentially their backup center. So we're watching Kevon Looney, seeing how many fouls he's going to pick up. It's going to be interesting for sure. Kendra Andrews, thank you so much. So we heard a little bit about what we can expect here. What is that? Oh, the cowbells. Yeah, the cowbells. I feel like Bob Myers. Um, one thing. You should. You just, should. Just a reminder be to everybody. Like Bob Myers. Outside of Golden One Center, fans were handed oh, ten thousand cowbells, mostly for the fans that were assembled outside. But yeah. clearly, you can see that they were also brought in. So Chase Center will not be permitting any cowbells, but the Sacramento Kings had a hot tip for their fans. Um, there is one actually on an app that they have. Oh, no way. So like a cowbell sound I'm not, I don't want to get into all that. You got to petty. You got to stay petty so you got to get petty. So no Draymond Green, no cowbells in Chase Center. Should we do a breakdown on the cowbells or Draymond? I don't think we should do a breakdown of the cowbells. Okay. I mean, there are other options if you want to be creative. There are Vuvuzelas. There are bazookas. Yeah. There are maracas. There are Quas- tambourines. So there are options for Kings fans, but let's talk about this right here. Without Draymond Green, the Warriors, they will need someone to step up. And it should be Jonathan Kaminga. Mm. In nine games without Draymond this season, Kaminga, he started eight of those games. And he increased his scoring load by almost five points per game. But this is the sneaky key piece right here. It's his three-point shot. Mm. In those games without Draymond, he shoots 40% from three. But first, let's start with what we already know as we roll the tape. Producer Jerem, baby, we know he's great at cutting to the basket. He's a slasher. Come over here and look at him in the corner. The Warriors, that pick and roll will command a lot of attention. Instead of just settling for the three-point shot here, which he does well, he slashes. That's why you have to play him honest, particularly on defense. And he's a great finisher when he attacks with that type of force. Now, this is what they will need, especially without Draymond. Steph, again, commands a lot of attention. Three guys, great vision. This right here, that comes to it. 40% three-point shooting without Draymond. He has a wide-open look. He's going to have to knock those down. That's 19 feet. That's pretty much shots you get in practice when you're done. But let's flip over to the defensive side because this is where Jonathan Kaminga will have to hold it down. He holds his opponents to 45% shooting, according to Second Spectrum, our favorite nerds at ESPN. That is in the top 20 or so percent of defenders in the league, which is good. But what I really like, where he really ups that percentage, is that he's a very versatile defender like Draymond Green. He can guard any player. Very underrated aspect in this. First, this is a like matchup. It's SGA, who's 6'6", Kaminga's 6'7". He knows the scouting report. KYP, know your personnel. He knows, uh, you know, SGA is really great at driving to the basket, so he sort of hops off. He reads it early. And this is a dream in coaches' verticality. I say this all the time. Do not foul, especially when someone is out of control. And that's what he needs to do. Rebound the ball so that they can go. Again, defensively, this is on Cat. We know Cat can shoot the three ball. Seven-footer right here. He's active. He forces him to attack. He forces an extremely high arc, around 15 or so feet on the shot, forces that miss. Jonathan Kaminga offensively has improved. He's had those opportunities without Draymond. And defensively, he's going to have to do what Draymond does and guard everybody. Everybody. (laughs) But then here come the Kings. More cowbell. 
I gotta Wait, be honest with you. Rhythm. I feel like I need it's more cowbell. It's not a rhythm. It's not a rhythm. <laughs> no, it's supposed to get. <laughs> All right. It's supposed to be loud. That's it. Okay. Yeah, it, and you guys, you achieve loud. You can also do it like this. Is that no, it? No, I, I think we should we should move up because I do want to get your two your thoughts on this game in I addition to just the sure. the cowbell because you always need more cowbell. Uh, I'm curious, Zach, the Warriors player that you think needs to step up the most. We heard Shanae's cheat sheet on Jonathan Kaminga. Who are you looking at? Yeah, Shanae's right. Everyone needs to step up when you're allowed Draymond Green. Mexicans, well, everyone needs to step up. But right. the guy I'm going to look at is Clay Thompson. He's got 21 points in both games. He's played pretty well, but he has a history of mega games mm. when their backs are against the wall. And I feel like they're going to need a Clay mega game. You know, he's got one or two in him every series. It would be really helpful for the Warriors if he had one of them tonight. Great minds think alike. I'm cheating off of Sinead Chishi, and I'm going with Jonathan Kaminga. No Draymond Green. You need someone that's going to neutralize the bonus. You need someone that's going to crash the glass. You need a diver to the basket. You need the athleticism. He is the guy that needs to step up tonight, and he going, he's going to get his opportunity. What about the leading scorer, Perk? Leading scorer, you know what? I'm going with Steph Curry. Here you go. Steph Curry. He's been kind of putting the straight jacket a little bit. I know he's stiff, so it's hard to kind of stop him. But Davion Mitchell been giving him problems along with De'Aaron Fox. I think he's at home. Steph plays with a lot of pride. He has a lot of pride. I believe he will lead the uh, game and, and be the leading scorer tonight. Zach? Greatest shooter of all time. Let's go with Steph Curry. Under a lot of pressure, they got to win this game. And when the Warriors get stressed, and they're stressed now, they tend to lean further into just Steph pick and roll, Steph pick mm -hmm. and roll, Steph pick and roll. He's missing his go-to screener, though, so it'll be interesting. But how can you bet against Steph Curry? All right, so cowbell drum roll, please. The winner tonight is going to be Kendrick Perkins. Well, look, we know Jonathan Kaminga is going to step up. I believe Steph Curry is going to be the leading scorer. <laughs> But I got the Sacramento Kings. I picked them oh, to win the series. No Draymond Green true. tonight. They're playing with great confidence. I don't know how Golden State can match them. I don't believe that they can. And I believe they go up 3-0 tonight. I got the Kings. Okay. You don't know how they can match them? I'll give you one simple reason. They're playing at home. They stink <laughs> on the road. They're amazing at home. Look, all the logic says Perk is right. All the logic says it's Kings 3-0, no Draymond, Warriors discombobulated. For some reason, I just Five think seconds. they have one little bit Ooh. of magic left in them Ooh. in the Warriors dynasty, and they're going to come out roaring tonight trying to win for Draymond, and they're going to find a way to get it done and give us some drama in game four. Maybe I'm trying to speak it into existence. That's I don't know, but I'm going Warriors. All right, going Warriors. Can I, can I see that? Yeah, All right, I feel I feel like I mean no, you got to do the you know a little bit of little, little Will Ferrell, you got to play the cowbell. <laughs> yeah. All right, well the winner of this series, whoever it may be, they may go on to face LeBron James in the next round, unless Memphis has a little something to say about that. But we want to know from you. We're going to discuss it later in the show. I'm taking a step back so you can see the entire QR code so that you can get your phone out and tell us who you think has been the biggest nuisance to LeBron James, the biggest LeBronstigator, if you will. We're going to discuss later in the show, but I care about your vote. So let us know who you all think that is. I think I might vote for Draymond. Um, we're just hours away from a much-anticipated clash at Crypto. Kawhi, KD, which superstars team is going to walk away with the win, Perk? Clippers. Oh, we're going to preview that coming up shortly. Okay. The clock. Baby Joy. Playoff Kawhi is ready to be unleashed once again. Leonard for three. And the Clippers add to their lead. Much
Hawks into the line of their owner. Booker taking on Westbrook, and a block by Westbrook, and he throws it off of Booker. Whatever is needed of me to win the game, I'll do it. Uh, you got to give credit to the Clippers. This crew right here is rolling, and Durant keeps it going. Booker for three, and Kevin. Suns will even it all up. I like where we are, man. Unfortunately, we lost game one, but it's always good to get a W, so I'm looking forward to the next game. We have a huge game three that is going down tonight between the Clippers and the Suns. The series heads back to L.A. after the Clippers stole a game in Phoenix. So essentially that means a fifth seed of Clippers. They now have home court advantage, and right. so do we, because we have our Kurt Sandoval, sports anchor for ABC7, in the building with us to help preview this series a little bit. So, Kurt, Kawhi obviously the most important here for the Clippers. Right. But when you are looking at Russell Westbrook, what has been so key for him? Defensively, he's sensational. I mean, he's one of the most athletic players on the floor. But Russell, when he joined the Clippers some 21 games ago, he was shooting 50%. In the series, he's shooting 34%. Right. So the key is get great driving shots for Russell and let him play defense. Defense has been the key. They didn't play as good defensively in game two. You saw what he did at the end of game one. That's the key. Russell Westbrook has to be a better defensive player and take smarter shots. How about the bench for the Clippers? Nicholas Batum is kind of scary right now. You know, that's one of the big keys. Everybody knows it's going to be about Kawhi Leonard, but if they don't get Terrence Mann more involved in the point, uh, certainly Kevin Durant is just sensational. But when you look at Zubox as well and the fact that he only has 10 points, they've got to get more fouls on Kevin Durant. Mm. And, and Batum, you know, it's like he had two points. He needs is more fouls, Malika, than he does points. Right. He had no fouls in game two. They need fouls. They need to get stronger defensively. The bench has been a key. Nicholas Batum is is one of their best three-point shooters, and mm. he's not hitting right now. Well, and, and there's so many layers and storylines to this series. When right. you think back to the last time that KD and Kawhi played each other in, in vastly different uniforms, right, Golden right. State and Toronto, when you think of, of Paul uh, Chris Paul coming back now to play in Los Angeles, what else do you have your eye on here? I think that's a big one because Chris Paul spent six years in a Clipper uniform, and with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, they didn't get it done. And there's that void in his heart. You saw when the Phoenix Suns beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals two years ago, remember they didn't have Kawhi Leonard in that series. They have him now, but obviously they don't have Paul George. But you saw the emotion mm. from Chris Paul getting to the NBA Finals. He's a Hall of Fame player, and he that's the only thing missing from his resume. He doesn't want to leave saying, I never won an NBA championship and right now the Clippers have home court they had the same home record as the Sacramento Kings minus the cowbells <laughs> but maybe we'll bring the cowbells back yeah they but, didn't ban them but that's the key for the Clippers Protect home court, you advance to the next round. It's that simple. And that's would be so that would be huge because we've been talking about the Suns as such a potent team all season long. We haven't right. seen them as a whole group very much together, but right. when they have been, they've been really impressive to see. And seeing what the Clippers have done against them has been like, oh, okay, they're really serious. This could be their year. Kurt, thank you so much for spending some My time pleasure. with us here thank on you. NBA Today. So this game, I mean, it is just a big one because of all the star power and storylines, yes, but also because, right, teams split the first two games in the best of seven series. The winner, they go on to win game three 73% of the time, which is just huge. I want to welcome back in Brian Windhorst to the conversation. Brian, what are you looking at as the key in tonight's game? 
so Devin Booker broke the Clippers' defense in Game 2. Malika, Ty Lue, the schemes that he was playing defensively, it was amazing to watch. The Clippers were essentially changing their defense, changing who was covering guys, changing their style after every make in, in the first game and a half. And it was really messing the Suns up. The Suns don't have a lot of time together. And Ty Lue, who's known for his complex playoff game plans, was doing it. I was, try- I was at the games and I was trying to watch how they were signaling in the changes. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even pick up the signals, much less what they meant. So how do you stop that? You stop that by not letting them set up. And that's what Devin Booker did in game two. He really turned into a point guard in the second half of that game and pressed the tw- in transition. Completely used force to not let the Clippers get in, you know, sort of get and get everything going. In the third quarter of that game, he either scored or assisted on 28 out of 33 Suns points, completely changed the tone of the game and the tone of the series. That's going to be key for him to do that again because he is a play, he's a playmaker, not just a shooter. Durant also hasn't had that dynamic of a first two games. He's just been okay. They're going to need more out of him. But it was Devin Booker, mm. you know, taking the initiative that made the big difference, and I expect him to try to do it again tonight. Brian, we have some breaking news here on NBA Today. According to our own young Masuk, bringing Chanae Gumake into this conversation, Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out tonight. That is according to Ohm young Masuk with a right knee sprain. What is your reaction to this, Chanae? This is a devastating blow for the Clippers because what we have witnessed through two games with Kawhi Leonard is his best version of basketball since he won a championship. This guy has been physical. He's been attacking. He's been knocking down open three-point shots. He's been great off of the dribble. He's been virtually unguardable. He's just going up against a really good team, a great team that is settling in, a team with expectations to win a championship in the Phoenix Suns. So to me, this is a devastating blow because this guy, if he remained on the floor, the Clippers have a shot. Right. Brian? I I suspect I saw when it happened, he drove into the basket, uh, I believe it was in the second half, and landed a little bit awkwardly. He he finished playing the game. He played 38 minutes. I didn't see that it really limited him, but he was not as effective in Game 2 as he was in Game 1. He did score 31 points. It wasn't like he was incapacitated, but I am surprised to see that he was injured to the point that it would hold him out. Right. He was moving so well coming into this series. It's the healthiest he looked since his injury. If they don't have Kawhi Leonard, I don't see how they can possibly win three more games in this series because I don't think that Paul George is going to be able to come back. We're reacting to the breaking news. According to Ohm Young Masuk, Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out tonight with a right knee sprain. And this is so disappointing for so many reasons, but one of them is because, Zach, we've heard Ty Lue say they were building up to this point. That We have seen Kawhi just pile on the minutes. This is the peak Kawhi we have come to be accustomed to, and it was all paying off, all the load management from all year long. And now this. I've had a half dozen conversations with front office people and coaches just shooting the breeze about the playoffs in the last two days. And one of the things I keep hearing was, man, I forgot how great Kawhi Leonard is. Right. And that's what the lesson of the first two games has been. The guy is an absolutely sensational player, a top five player when he's healthy, a Hall of Famer, two-time finals MVP. And look, we don't know how long he's going to be out. I agree with Wendy. They can't win the series without him and Paul George. That's too much of a hill to climb. One game, you could get a game. Anything can happen in a game. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they score enough points, but Ty Lue's a really creative coach. Maybe you go five out with no center. Maybe Russ goes bananas with that kind of spacing. I don't know what you got to do to get baskets. It's going to be really hard. Anything could happen in one game, but a series, and they don't have a lot of margin for error. They're the underdogs, and if they lose a home game, 
Home court flips back again. Well, this one hurts, and not just because of this series, but Kawhi has arguably been the best player in basketball in the postseason. What he's been doing on the offensive end and defensive end, especially when he takes on the challenge of guarding Kevin Durant, but I will say this. This can also be a trap game. The Phoenix Suns have to be careful. They, they are playing on the road, and we know road players play better at home. So when I look at guys like Eric Gordon that is capable of having a 20-plus point night, a guy like Norman Powell we've seen have big nights, we know what Russ could do, although he's a wild card, and we, haven't still, we still haven't seen Marcus Morris come in and, and play. He's been getting DMP. MPs and he's actually healthy. So if I'm the Suns, I would not drop my guards and make sure that I'm on my best stuff coming into the, to, to, to the night's game because Look, Ty Lewis still go have his game playing together. I agree because there was an opportunity for the Clippers to really steal game two because it really changed as Devin Booker got hot leading mm. into the second mm -hmm. half and then they stayed hot. But the Clippers had looked pretty good. It just was that their bench depth wasn't great like it was in game one. But when I think about the situation with Kawhi Leonard, you know, knees are tricky. I'm someone who has dealt with knee injuries. And you feel great one day and you can wake up the next day. And we've heard LeBron James say it depends how I feel when I get up and walk. And just little actions can aggravate. Your, your load and you can feel completely different. And then there are opportunities where a couple days later you're rested and you feel back to normal. That's what Kawhi Leonard tends to deal with when you're at this point in your career. You're managing what your best can be, but the crazy thing is that his best is like championship caliber best. Yeah. And that's what they need, especially without Paul George. It's what you said, talking to people around the league. It's, oh, wow, this is the Kawhi Leonard that we've grown yes. accustomed to. This is the Kawhi Leonard that can go out and win championships. And now he has been ruled out for this pivotal game three. As we mentioned, the winner of game three in a tied series goes on to win the series 73% of the time. So no Kawhi Leonard in this one. No Paul George. The rest of the Clippers are going to need to step up. Still to come on NBA Today, we are going to revisit the growl, the bark, the discussion around the NBA world. Because what did you say? If you come at the King, you best not miss. Yeah, well, come at the King, you best not miss. Dylan Brooks, he was poking the bear. We discussed. <laughs> What if I relocate? State Farm's there to help. What if a fan gets relocated? Thanks for having me. Thank you. And actually, before we go, some news just in. You've been traded from the Bulls to the Knicks. How does that feel? Who been traded? I'm, I can't, I'm a fan. Don't call my agent, this, this, is, this is blasphemy. Who, what did they trade me for? Like a couple first rounders? Somebody named Larry. Can we find a famous fan? Who's Larry? At State Farm, we're there for your what ifs. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. Brooks got him a three. And Brooks staring at LeBron. LeBron not returning his gaze. When I'm on that floor, you're just another player to me. I don't care who you are. You know, he's not at the same level as he was when he was on Cleveland, when he won championships in Miami. You know, I wish I got to, I got to see that. It would have been a harder, harder task. So we'll see him go through if he keeps talking. And I'm all there for it. 
So earlier in this show, Perk, you were, you were so eloquent when you told yeah. Dylan Brooks, you, you don't just come at the bear, you don't just poke the bear, and then you pour oh, honey all yeah, over, and yeah. we're just going to move on from that. But zesty. it was zesty. Uh-huh. So I understand you have Big Perk's big list of brawn botherers, a new list to unveil here. Yeah, yeah, and now, though, I really want to do my list, but it's not about me. And I know me and Braun grew up since the sandbox. I'm actually throwing lives today, and I'm dropping dimes, and I'm passing it to my brother, Brian Windhorst, oh. Wendy, who's been covering LeBron James his entire basketball career. I need to see Wendy's list. I need to see what Wendy talking about. Who he got on his list. It's not about Big Perk today. It's about Wendy, and it's about LeBron. All right, let's do it. Who you got, Brian? All right. Thank you, Perk. Thank you. All right. Dylan Brooks isn't on it yet, but number five, Jason Terry. Mm. He's always going to have 2011 over him. Definitely, uh, you know, in game five, hitting the three-pointer over LeBron after he told LeBron he wouldn't be able to guard him the whole series, and it worked. Awesome. All right. Number four, Deshaun Stevenson. There's always your first. This was mm-hmm. LeBron's. Who who knew that Deshaun Stevenson could get honored by having a diss track from Jay-Z? I kind of <laughs> think he came out kind of the winner in that one, but LeBron <laughs> came out in the winner on the court. Uh, number three, Joakim Noah. Oh. Now, they didn't always guard each other, but these two guys had serious beef as, as, oh, as, yeah. as uh, their careers went along. He said some real stuff to, to, to each other, um, and that was actually kind of a guy being fearless. Number two, who could forget 2016? Draymond, Draymond Green. Green. Draymond Green's first uh, mid-series suspension um, after these two frenemies, and Draymond is always kind of frenemies with everybody, right? Um, definitely one of the most important moments uh, in the LeBron instigra- insta- instigator uh, history to blog to Draymond Green. But number one, and I would be stunned if anybody could really disagree agree with me was the four-year run with Lance Lance. Stevenson with the Pacers against the Heat and against the Cavs even blowing in his ear putting his fingers in his mouth doing all kinds of stuff to try to mess with LeBron there was a a couple of times it kind of worked guys but LeBron won all four series just I'm sure he'll want to remind him of that all right so Lance is your number one but I'm curious Perk who America's number one is because we've been asking all show long for you to get out your phones for you to vote and tell us who the biggest incident oh, oh by a landslide a uh, landslide by landslide. it is Lance Stevenson <laughs> what do you think Perk you know Great. what I actually don't agree with Wendy or America I believe it should have been Paul Pierce and if Wendy remember this, it was our rookie season in 2003 in Columbus, Ohio. And Paul Pierce happened to spit at LeBron James in the mm. Cavs bench, which caused a whole big like controversy in the back of the, the, uh, by the, the locker, locker room. room. And then on top of that, those two don't even speak to this day because of that. So there's a long list of LeBron's stigators still to come on NBA Today. Gentlemen, thank you. We're going to revisit the news that Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out of tonight's game. Ohm Young Masuk, a reporter who broke this news, will be joining us live in 60 seconds. Don't go anywhere. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. Rooted in communities big and small. Welcome back to NBA Today. We have breaking news. Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out of this pivotal game three in Los Angeles. That is according to our Ohm Young Masuk. And speaking of, Ohm joins us live now on NBA Today. Ohm, we know that Kawhi is out. What more can you tell us? 
Jacob, this is all coming together very quickly, but he's been ruled out for tonight's game. Um, as my colleague Adrian Wozner actually reported, he's considered day-to-day -day with a right knee sprain, but it does not sound good, especially with Kawhi. He's taken a couple spills in games one and game two and always gotten up, but he's played some heavy minutes. And uh, for the Clippers, look, this is just another, another instance where they've had another massive injury to their playoff fortunes another massive injury no Paul George no Kawhi Leonard ohm thank you very much our Adrian Wojnarowski you guys also reporting this is unrelated to his previous ACL injury which is good news enjoy the games tonight and we will see you tomorrow